Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Stevie D of the legendary Force MDs, and you're listening to the mix of DJ Aftermath, also known as Derek Dunn of Reviews and Dunn. Yo, Double D, let's start the show. He definitely got a um a lot to say, and just so much in the um even outside of your story, you know, and just hearing you talk and all and just absorbing information is so much positivity, almost to the point to where you could probably teach a and this is just me, like, you know, but I think that you could probably teach a course or a TED talk on how to make it in the industry with all your knowledge and if everything they, that you've experienced. And that's they would listen, I teach it. Yeah, if they would listen, I teach it. I'm listening. And I know, I know you are. I know you are. I know you are. But I'm saying, yeah. <clears throat> I have given, I have given, you know, some of these guys in Cleveland. I, you know, I, I have given them some of some of this knowledge, and I think sometimes because I'm so, I ain't gonna use the word stern because I'm not, I'm never like stern to the point to where it's disrespectful, but I am stern about like don't waste my time. You know what I'm saying? Because I know y'all got your own way of thinking. I know y'all got your own way of of doing things, but it's certain things you just can't get around. And like I'll be trying to tell these young guys, when y'all come to me and y'all tell me I'm dropping my new single, my first question, my very first question is dropping it where? Oh, yeah, I'm putting it on social media. It's going to be on SoundCloud. Bro, you're only one in three million that's dropping something on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, two weeks later, you're talking about another single. Yep. You, should, you got this is calculated, bro. You got to have a plan in place. You got to be able to know exactly what you what your target market is. You got to yep. that's that's one. Two. <clears throat> what makes you any more different or special than the other person? If you sound like the other person. True. What makes you special? You're doing what everybody else is doing. You heard, yeah. you heard, you heard this artist do it this way, and so you say, okay, well that's the way to go. No, no, man. I keep trying to tell y'all, Teddy didn't sound like Al Green. No comparison, but they were still getting the same audience. They were still getting the same audience. Marvin, no comparison to James Brown. But the same people that was going to see James is the same people that was going to see Marvin. See what I'm saying? So Eric Nolan, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, and, you know, everything you're saying is, like, you know, stuff that I've just been thinking about more so um, lately. Like, you know, I had no intentions on even doing audio interviews or podcasts, and I'm like, you know, because I have that, that slight speech impediment, so... My goal was just to write movie reviews, write entertainment reviews, have my site, and that was going to be that. You know, I already have a full-time job. I already have a career, you know, working for the government. It pays me very, pays me very nicely, and I'm like, you know, it's a hobby. You know, it helps my anxiety. It helps my PTSD. Now, so I wasn't, you know, looking for any perks. Now, perks do come with me being a movie critic and being established and actually being certified. Like, you know, I get screeners. I get chances to go to screens all the time. So, I mean, there are perks to it, but there's no financial perks, and I wasn't looking for that. Now, when the COVID happened, you know, 
the first artist I reached out to was Stokely from In Condition. And Stokely flat out mm-hmm. told me, he's like, look, you know, man, if I'm going to do an interview, you know, I prefer to do audio. I'm not big on print. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, well, I want to interview Stokely. Stokely took time out of his schedule to talk to me, so I might as well try a phone interview. You know, Stokely and I talked to me, chopped it up. I'm like, it's not as hard as I thought it was. And Stokely was like, bro, you're a natural. You're a natural. You know your history. You know, consider just doing your whole podcasting thing. And that's what I've been doing since then. And so my my niche and my determination was to focus on independent artists and focus on nostalgia acts from the artists I grew up on because I know you all are going to give it to a straight no chaser. You've seen more, you've experienced more. So I'm, I'm purposely not chasing the Ushers, the Timberlakes, the Chris Browns, the the big artists because that's not, that's not who I want to cater to. Amazing artists, all of them but they're not who I want to purposely go after. I get more fulfillment out of, I get more fulfillment out of talking to Eric Nolan, talking to a Troy Taylor, talking to a Troy Oliver, talking to folks who have stories for days than I will out of somebody who's, like, doing huge numbers. It's, it's not where I'm trying to be. Just, like, I'm not chasing having millions of followers right now because that's not, that's not my focus right now. My focus is becoming the best interviewer and podcaster that I can, and if – I so happen to get blessed with, you know, compensation or, you know, I get a million followers. And cool, you know, it's a blessing. I got there, but it's not the goal right now. The goal is just getting the stuff done and building my brand and finding my own niche and market. And, you know, in talking to you today, everything you've been saying to me, it's like I know, yeah, I have some other routes that I can go and other ways that I can, um, you know, Build my brand, so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. No problem. Because you know you didn't give me a lot of um, you know, our own personal TED talk today. Ah, uh, no problem, no problem, man. It's just, so it's just stuff that, that on the radio shows for levering you and the soul of R&B music. This is, what, what are the formats on? Um, <clears throat> well. No different, no different than anything else, Mr. Dunn. Um, there was a, there was a, there was a, a, a little story behind that. Um, what happened is when I, when I when I started doing this Eric Nolan thing, there was a gentleman out of Philadelphia uh, by the name of um, uh, Wayne Styles, who used to work with Hidden Beach, and when I became pretty good friends. And he was helping me with my, you know, with the Eric Nolan situation. And uh, he knew of, of Max Myrick out of D.C. And so I guess him and Max Myrick must have been talking. I don't know what the conversation exactly was, so I can't quote it verbatim. But however that conversation went, when they came out of that, that, little, that little meeting or whatever they had, they wanted Max Myrick wanted to know how do Eric, you know how how would Eric feel about having this on a radio show? So again, I do everything in my recliner. So again, when 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 Wayne told me about it, he said, "If you had a radio show, how would you do it?" I came up with it on the spot. It was not no silence when 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 Wayne asked me. Like I never even thought about having a radio show at first. When Wayne asked me about it, I came up with it on the spot. Like. Oh, man, you know what I would do, man? 
I would do, and this is this is for DC. I said, oh, I would do, um, you know, the first, you know, fifteen twenty minutes, man. I would just do, you know, just music, you know, and then I would do a, um, I would do a, a spotlight on a, um, on a, a DC artist, you know, what I'm saying like a, a, a local artist. Y'all just give me, give me some music from local artists that's trying to make it in the, in the industry, yada yada yada, and I'll highlight their song for that show, and then I'll do a Eric Stew, and which would give me a, um, I'll do an old school DC artist, you know, like a Chuck Brown or or um, EU or somebody like that, and then I'll surround it with, you know, um, old school R and B. He loved it. Took it back to Max Myrick. Max Myrick said, let's do it. I'm going to put him on after Will Downing. Will Downing come on at 6. Eric Nolan comes on at 7. But I only had an hour. So I would record the show in Cleveland at the Wave, 107.3 the Wave, because I'm really cool with the, um, with the program director of, over, over there. So he let me come in and cut it. And I would pay, and I would pay out my pocket. I would pay. Um, Grace Roberts, I would pay her to engineer it for me, you know. So I was paying for it. Like, I was paying to get this done. So we cut two, three shows every time I come in there. And I sent it to Max Myrick. Max Myrick put it on WHUR HD4, which I wasn't even hip to HD4 until I got on the radio. Y'all, WHUR has four different frequencies on one station. Right? Yep. Hello? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So so I'm like, I'm on a major channel, you know, so I'm, I'm going to be right. So I make them doing my shows and doing my shows and doing my shows. So I, I, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm into my 18th month. Okay. They're asking for all these different things. But I'm constantly paying. I'm not getting compensated for it. It's just been, you know, me getting my feet wet and doing this. So, December the 6th, 2019, the wave goes off the air. The station wants to go another route. I don't know if it's country western or pop or whatever, but they want to do away with the contemporary jazz you know, that whole, you know, type of station, December the 6th. Now, in Cleveland, this was the only place that Eric Nolan can be heard because 93 and 107.9 is a Radio 1 station. Uh, 106.5 is an iHeart station. There's no chance I'm getting on those stations. So that's the only station I can get on is, is the Wave because the Wave is an independent station. And that's where everybody heard my music at. My, on my Wave went to number one four times. Four times in a year. Went up, came down, went up, came down, went up, came down. Four times. I'm blowing the city up. So when, I, when Mark Ribbons told me that they were shutting it down December the 6th, I panicked. I'm like, how am I going to be heard? I, there's no way I can be heard. If I put out a record, nobody's going to know. In my own city, 
it's this little station called called WOVU ninety five point nine. I had a friend on there named Delvis Valentine, and he was doing a late night show. He would do it like from eight to ten or eight to eleven. It was a late night for lovers only type of show. And he asked me to come on his show one day. And I came on there because he's a friend of mine. I came on there. We did an interview similar to what you and I are doing. He's sort of playing songs. He's like, man, yo, talking to you is deeper than playing this music. We need to find out by Eric Nolan. So the setup was like a regular radio station. The frequency was unbelievable. The sound on the radio was unbelievable. I was like, okay, y'all ain't playing over here. Y'all got a real FM station, yada, yada, yada. So when, I, so when the wave went off the air, I thought, again, in my recliner, I called Delvis. I said, Delvis, hey, man, you know, Mark and them was going off the air December 6th. He said, I know. I talked to him. I said, okay. You think you can get me a, a meeting with your general manager down at the station? I said, because I want to bring 10, the Eric Nolan show, over there. He said, well, aren't you over in D.C.? I said, hey, man, I'm about my home. I'm about Cleveland. I said, I ain't got to keep doing no WHUR. He said, okay. He set me up a meeting with his general manager. General manager had already heard 10. They had already heard, you know, like little things I had been doing with HUR. When I came into the meeting, I said, man, you know, I was just wondering if, if you had a slot for me, you know, a day for me, because I'm used to doing like an hour. I said, you got a, I said, you got a slot for me or a day for me that I can do a uh, radio show, I would like to, you know, bring Tens over here to your radio station. He didn't even let me get finished. He said, yes. He didn't let me get finished with my spiel. I had a whole big, I had a, about a five-minute spiel for him. <laughs> he just said, yes. He said, yes, you're Eric Nolan. He said, man, do you understand you're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Do you understand, man, you got awards? You're legendary. We need somebody like you at our station. Because the station is a community radio station. And like like they told me, he said, think of us as a college station on steroids. Because we can reach, our reach is incredible. Which where the, the, the station is in the hood. It reaches all the way out to the airport. Cool. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? So I've reached, a lot, I've reached a lot of listeners. It's just their thing is they're two years old, so it's to get people to gravitate over to the station. They, don't have, they didn't have that one situation or that one person that could make people even know that they're even there because they've been there for two years. They can't sell an advertisement because they're a community radio station. You dig? So now, yes, sir. But they, but they want to be a major player. So they don't have nobody to, to, to bring the listeners over. So he gave me a Monday, February the 10th, right before Valentine's Day. They did a Valentine's Day giveaway where they gave away nine, um, some kind of Valentine's Day baskets. They announced that I was going to be giving them away. Those, those baskets, they had, you had to call in for them. I went on at 3 o'clock. They were given away by 3.45. People had called in and got them baskets. All I did was announce it on my show. They called in. So they knew then that people was listening to the show. 
That's how they knew. Because I wasn't going on social media, none of that kind of stuff. So by that, by, by 3.45, I went on at 3 o'clock. I was supposed to be on from 3 to 5. I went on at 3 o'clock, 3.45, all the baskets was given away. People had called in and got them. The phones lit up. Okay, cool. By 4.15, I go off at 5. At 4.15, the general manager came in and said, hey, man, I don't even know how to ask you this. But we was wondering if you would do two more days. We was wondering if we could have you two more days, Sunday and Tuesday. I said, okay, well, what are you, what are you talking about? He said, three to six on Monday, three to five on Tuesday, and eight to ten on Sunday. And what I'll do is I'll rebroadcast your show on Tuesday on Sunday night at 8 o'clock. I, in return, said, if you want to keep your show authentic, let me do Sunday night for lovers only. I'll come up with a name for it. We're not going to call it for lovers only. We're not going to call it Quiet Storm. We're not going to call it All About Love. I'll come up with a name. So at first I was going to call um, – I was going to call the show Baby Making Love so that way my theme song would be the OJ's Baby Making Love. That's what I was going to call the show at first. But I thought for the love in you, when I, when I thought about Shalimar, this is for the love in you, I said, okay, that, that, that name is too long. Let me take this is off. I'm going to call it for the lover in you because it, 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 takes, it, it takes care of everything. I can play slow songs. But they don't have to be, they don't have to be so, so romantic, but they don't have to be, you know, they don't have to be so sensuous. They can just be ballads. I can play yep. a ballad. You know what I'm saying? I can play Kiss and Say Goodbye. You know what I'm saying? I can play Hello, That's Me. I can play anything that's a ballad, and it'll fit into For the Lover in You. So that's why I came up with it. And he loved it. He said, so you're going to come in and actually uh, do the show? I said, yeah, I'll come in. I'll come in for 8 to 10. I ain't gonna probably got nothing to do. I'll come in. And so while I was on the road, I wasn't on the road. I'd come in at 8 o'clock at night and I'd do the show. Since the COVID thing had happened, now I record the Sunday show on Friday. I come in at noon and record it, and they, and they broadcast it on Sunday. But I changed that format for Sunday. I didn't, want it to be, I didn't want it to be generic. I didn't want it to sound like, oh, he just did that Tuesday, and now it's coming on Sunday night. I just wanted it to be as authentic as I possibly could for this to be my shot. So then he said, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you your own producer, and you will have your own producer, and they're going to run the board, and you just point to them, and you tell them what songs to play, and they're going to play the song. I, in return, said, so is that person, is that, is, is that a robot? Is that, are you giving me a robot to do that? He said, no, it's a person. I said, then I can do it myself. Teach me. He was shocked. He was like, so you'll come in and learn it? Hey, man, listen. Which I, which the thing that, that people misconstrue about me is they think because I come from that situation, because I come from that institution, that OJ's thing, and all that stuff is true. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, BET Awards, Soul Train Awards, grant, the nomination for grant, all that, all that mess is true. But that's not who I am. So let me sum up your, your, your interview by telling you this. That's not who I am. I so happen to get a little lucky 
And with Gerald Levert watching my back, I got in a position that I was ready for because I knew all the OJ stuff. I knew everything about the OJs. I knew the history of the OJs from being a five-man group to the three-man group. That's why it was so easy for me to make a transition when I had a five-man group to go to a three-man group because I knew that that's what the OJs did. I, I emulated the OJs. I knew everything about the OJs. But then again, I knew everything about the dramatics. I knew everything about enchantment. I knew everything about Delphonics. I knew everything about stylistics. I knew everything about the temp. So it didn't matter. I knew everything about the miracles because I was a student of this. You get what I'm saying? But it just so happened to be the OJ. Now, that is a situation that I was been blessed and lucky to, 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 to be in and to achieve. But that's not who I am. The OJs were somebody else's baby. The OJs was Eddie and Walt's baby. I'm just helping. I'm just helping them keep their their dream alive. I got my own individual dreams. I got my own. That just so happened to be my job. It so happened to be my Chrysler. Eddie and Walt is the engine and the trans, and I put the doors on. That's my gig. That's what they pay me for to put the doors on. So, but that's not who I am as a person. So when he says that, oh man. You, you, you'll come in here and learn it? Dude, I'm not that guy. I'm, I, you know, and I'm not, I, without telling him this, I'm not going to allow them to treat me like, you know, like, you know, prissy or like, oh, don't do that. Well, he, don't, he don't have to do that. Or he don't, no, yes, I do got to do that. I do. So I came in for four days and learned how to produce that board, how to do that, that board. So when you hear me on the radio, I'm doing everything myself. I produce my own show. All they do is point to me and say, you're on. That's the only thing they do. That's the only thing they do. All they do is point at me and say, you're on. And I play everything myself. I'm pressing them buttons. I'm pulling the faders. I'm mixing them songs in. I'm doing everything myself because I wanted to know it. I wanted to learn it. I wanted to learn it. I just believe. I believe in doing the work. I believe in doing the work, man. I believe in it. Knowledge is king. And if something happens and I get really good at this, I get really good at radio, bro, when the OJs is, 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 is right up to the sunset, because I'm not going to try to recreate the OJs. I'm either going to do Eric Nolan or I'm going to do radio. I'm going to do whatever God put in, for, put in front of me to do that I can do well. That's what I'm going to do. Because I had fun. 25 years, man. 25 years. I've done, I've done shows in front of over. I've done, I did a show in Amsterdam. They said it was 190,000 people. It was like looking at Woodstock. I've done eighty three thousand at at the um, at at, at uh, uh, the Essence Festival. I've done fifty five thousand. I've done three thousand. Did the Apollo? That's twelve hundred. You did what I'm saying? So yes, sir. I've traveled. I've traveled all over the world, man, with these guys. I've been in the best of hotels, rode in the best of cars, and and 
ate the whatever, the craziest and best of foods and did the best of shopping. I've done a lot of stuff, bro. I've done a lot of stuff in my 25 years of being with this guy. Anything else is just about being happy and content and just going off into the sunset. Because I fulfilled my dream for the most part. I guess the other part is just to see if I could do it on my own, see if I could do it as Eric Nolan, or see if people would listen to my radio show because of Eric Nolan, to see, you know, what Eric Nolan has to offer. Now that I've piggybacked off of Eddie and Walt long enough, what does Eric Nolan offer to this, to this whole game? You know what I'm saying? So I, that's where I'm at now. Mentally, that's where I'm at. What does Eric Nolan bring to the table? You know, I'm not, and I say this, I say this, and, and, and it's, not, it's not trying to be humble or anything like that. I'm saying it because this is how I honestly feel. I'm not the world's greatest singer, but I am a very good recording artist, if that makes sense to you. You know what I mean? It does. I, I, can, I can do a show. I can do a concert. I know what to do. I'm not about to jump all over the place and, and do all these little riffs and runs and all this kind of fantastic uh, vocally, but I'm going to put on a good show. I'm an entertainer. I learned how to do that from Eddie and Walt and watching people like Sammy Davis Jr. and Frank Sinatra, Jerry Butler, who never moved on stage, never did nothing, but just sung the song. Nice, man. Yeah. I mean, so that's who Eric Nolan is, man. I'm just a, a guy, and, and I'm trying to find my own little niche and trying to mean something in this big old world of, of, of music. It just so happens that things are forever changing. Every time you think you got got a hook on it, it changes right before your eyes. And I'm just trying to really go along with the change. So the music thing was, I mean, the, uh, I'm sorry, the radio thing was basically me in panic mode saying, how are, how, how is Cleveland artists going to be heard? So instead of talking about it, saying, hey, man, you know what we need to do? We need to get our own radio station. We need to get our own radio this. We need to do that. We need to do this because we don't have a way to be heard. Okay, I can say that everywhere I go, and nothing's going to change. So change it. So that's what I did. So that's what I wanted to do. I went to that guy. I said, if I can get a radio show, and now they're giving me three days, I can play Cleveland artists along with myself. Cleveland artists can still be heard along with myself. So then a young lady come up to me and she says, how come you won't go on social media? I go, oh, that's corny. I ain't doing that. Corny, I ain't going on social media. I'm old school. If they want to, if they want to hear my show, tell them download the app and listen to my show. Then I got to thinking, wait a minute. Go on social media and see who's listening. Go on there every now and then and see who's listening and where they're listening from. Now I got people listening to me in Philadelphia, in Kansas City, in Argentina. Got people listening to me from South Carolina, North Carolina, Denver, Boston. As soon as I tell them to put up their, uh, their city's name, they put them all these different names. These people are listening to the radio station, man. So that means if I play a record, they hear the record. So if I play a Cleveland artist, they hear the Cleveland artist. Yep. 
So if I can get the station to grow and get people to download the app and tune in every now and then to my Instagram or wherever or Twitch, because I'm starting to go on Twitch now because Twitch don't cut me off. Like you could go on Facebook and as long as you're doing, you know, commentary, they're not going to ever cut you off. But if you do music, you're going to have a problem. You know what I mean? Because it's yes. um, licensing problems. So I'm going over to Twitch where I have no problem. So I, I, I broadcast the show on Twitch and on Instagram for as long as Instagram will let me stay up. The, the only trick to, to Facebook is you can stay on Facebook and do it, do the music, and they don't mute you to afterwards. Like, like once they cut you off, then they'll mute you. But as you're on there, people hear you. So I'm just trying to get the word out that I do have this show. I've been on since February. And when that guy gave me that date for February the 10th, I think I told you this before, I had a show in D.C. on February the 9th. So yes. how was I, I going to do that show? I just got a couple of hours of sleep, got in my truck, had my buddy, Robert Murray, to come up with me and drive me back so that I could do the show because I believe in doing the work, man. I believe in doing the work, and my word is bond. If I tell you I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. So that radio show was basically out of desperation for me to try to figure out how can I get Cleveland artists heard that normally, I mean, the wave with our, with, with, with our vehicle, the wave was, was the station that gave us hope that our, show, that, that, that our records could be heard in our own city, and now we don't have that. So now... I want to try to do my, do as much as I can to try to provide artists that that normally wouldn't have been on the radio. They get radio time. You know what I'm saying? These guys, these people who come to me that I told you about earlier, who say I got a record coming out, and it's coming out where? Spotify. <laughs> SoundCloud. Those are the people. Go ahead. No, you, you mentioned earlier, artists come to you, they say they're just going to put their stuff on SoundCloud. I was reiterating what you said earlier in the interview. Yeah, I mean, so now I can I can play them, man. I can play this play these, these this music and try to build up a following for the Eric Nolan show and um hopefully who knows, man, who knows what God has in store for me. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just going to keep on throwing stuff up against the wall, which I got that from Eddie Levert. I mean, I know I've always been that way. But I've seen it in real time with Eddie. Eddie does – he just throw everything up against the wall. I mean, when I say that, I'm talking about, like, in his performance. Like, he'll do, he'll do things in his performance that normally a person wouldn't do, and he'll just do it to see if it works. And if it don't work, he don't do it no more. But if it works, he's doing it, you know, but he will try it. Eddie will try it. He had no problem. He feels nothing. He feels nothing about failing. What he feels something about is not trying. And that speaks to my heart. That's how I am. I have a problem with not even trying. That's, that, that bothers me. That burns me up to not try. So I'm going to try something, see what happens. So my show is on WOVU, 95.9 in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, we got an app. W-O-V-U app that you can listen to us anywhere. You can listen to us in China. Real talk. I got people listening to me in London, England. 
I got people listening to me in um, Johannesburg, South Africa. I got people listening to me, like, Sam, listen to your show right now. You feel me? Because of the app, because of the WOVU app. And then, of course, we got the site, the WOVU.org. And we got my times on there. You look for the Eric Nolan Show every Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday until they give me some more days. You know, but I'm, I'm going to keep doing this. I love doing it. It's a release for me since the OJs is not working right now because of the COVID. It's a release for me. It's a big release for me, man. It's, it's the happiest. I'm so happy when I'm on that show. I'm so happy, man. I am so happy. I can't even express it in this interview. I can't even express it through my voice. I am so happy. I'm at peace. I'm doing something, and I'm hoping I'm making a little difference, just a little bit, because I know some of these people would not be able to be heard. They wouldn't get played. And when you got people on your, on your social media saying, who is that? I like that. The only thing I tell these artists, the record got to be good because I don't have the patience. I don't, I'm really not that good at, at bad music. I'm serious. I'm not. I'm not. Now, if, it's, if there's a knock against Eric Nolan, maybe that might be it. But I don't have the patience for bad music. You know what I'm saying? I don't have the patience for it. If you haven't mixed, got it mixed and got it mastered and you're not able to be bought on iTunes and Amazon, uh, don't even come to me because – it's about the impact. People, people shop on impulse. So if they like your record, they want to be able to get it right then. If they got to go and search for it and they can't get it, you're done. They're not going to come back and get it. You know, I didn't even take when you said bad music, as you're saying, like, crap music. You're talking about it from a sound standpoint, an engineering standpoint. Everything, you know, correlates with it earlier. Put that work in, you know, learn how to – Engineer stuff. Give us that pristine, pristine sound. Don't bring anything Absolutely. Mr. Uh, Nolan. It sounds like you just recorded in your basement and then just rushed it out Absolutely. there. Like, nah, make sure your sound is on point. Make sure everything is is there. You know, shout out the money to. Absolutely. Until you learn how to do it yourself, shout the money out to ask somebody to do it for you. You got to spend money you to make money. That's the only adage goes. You have to. You have to, man. If you want to be, if you want to be competitive, and you want, and you want to run with those, what they call the big dogs, you want to run with those industry artists. You got to treat yourself as such. You got to be up to up to par. You got to be able to do all of that. And when I play your record behind a record that, you know, is well known, one of these hits, one of these smashes, you got to be able to stand up to that. You got to be able to stand up. For real, for real. Or you got to be able to, for somebody to say, well, how come that's not a hit? How come that's not bigger than what it is? Well, we all know why, because they don't have a machine. But they should be able to say, can I get that, though? Can I get that record? Yeah, Amazon and iTunes. I say it all the time. Keyword is Amazon and iTunes. You want this record, go to Amazon or iTunes and, and get it. Download it. Download this music. 99 cents. That's all. One buck. You feel me? So that's I'm a stickler about that. Put the work in. I'm a, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do as much as I can to help. Like I said, until they give me more time. If they give me more time, then I'm gonna I'm gonna do more. Um, I'm 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 thinking about this summer when things lighten up a little bit. I'm gonna do I'm gonna put my own money up. 
I'm gonna put a thousand dollars in the bank in a in a separate account, and um, I'm gonna do a a contest where you have to tell me you have to tell me the last five songs that I played. Whenever I say, you know, this is the contest, whatever. You gotta tell me the last five songs I played, and you'll win ninety five dollars and ninety cents. All you got to do is tell me the last five songs I played. When I when I when I when I announce it, you got to tell me the last five songs. Oh, and it's the ninth caller. The ninth caller, <laughs> the ninth caller, got to tell me the last five songs that I played. So that means I got to get nine calls. I got to get nine calls to come in and try to tell me the last five songs. That means people listening, right? Yep. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna do it myself. I'm gonna finance it myself. I'm going to do it for eight to ten weeks. Yes, I'm going to do it myself because it's all about trying to get this get this music heard. I want to get this music heard, man. You know, there's it's a, it's a method to it. It's, 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 you know, strategic. So, hey, man, look, I've had, I had the best time talking to you. I, I mean, this is, and I'm glad you just listened. I don't know how you're going to edit this, but I know you will. <laughs> yeah, I guess you have to all this for me. I mean, I'm, I might. I gave you, I, I gave you enough ammunition. I'm, I might try myself, but I'll probably let um, I'll probably let Dale do only because he knows the thing. But I mean, truth be told, I really don't take out a lot of stuff from my interviews. The main thing I take out is just the um, the ums or like you know, if I'm talking over somebody, you know, just a little the fine-tuning stuff. I think I always tell folks there's a market out there for folks that want to talk. I mean, you got the record at, you know, almost three and a half hours, but, I mean, I just I give artists, you know, straight on Chaser to tell their story, tell their testimony, and then I let a professional like Mr. Dale go in and break it down, where to stop it at, where to start it. So, you know, your your whole thing will probably be like a four- or five-part series whenever, you know, he finishes it, and he'll go in and clean it up. See, I mean, it's, it's all love. You know, there's, there's a lot of jewels in here, and he'll take care of that. So I want to thank Mr. Eric Nolan for taking time out of his schedule to give me a uh, not only an interview but a TED Talk and some inspiration. And I, hurly, I highly urge you guys to check out your brother's music if you haven't heard it yet, Mood Swing, his singles, Hashtag IML in My Life, and On My Way can all be found on all streaming platforms. Mr. Nolan shouted out his radio show. He can be found on all social media platforms. So no excuses. There's no reason for folks to be saying R&B is dead because it's not. When you have artists like Mr. Eric Nolan out here keeping it alive with a touch of jazz. Once again, I hope you guys learned a lot. And I want to leave you guys with a quote before we close out based on everything that Mr. Nolan has put on my heart in our interview today. Focus on the possibilities for success, not on the potential for failure. Napoleon Hill. Until the next time, stay inspired, stay blessed, done, out. What up, y'all? This is Mike from the infamous group 112, ATL's finest, and thanks for listening to Reviews and Done with my man, Derek Dunn. If you like this show and want to know more, check out his website, reviewsanddone.net.